Welcome to the Who's on the Move podcast. I am your host, Alan Cooper. In this podcast, we interview business leaders and artists making an impact on their local communities. This series on local artists is part of the Artist Minute series and is sponsored by the South Carolina Arts Commission. James Busby is an artist who lives and works in Chapin, South Carolina, and who makes abstract, minimalist paintings. These beautiful paintings are carefully crafted, labor-intensive compositions. He adds multiple layers of gesso over birch plywood panels while sanding and polishing each layer. James has had individual and group shows all over the world, in galleries from New York to London, Stockholm, Paris, and Rome. His work has also been featured locally in Columbia, South Carolina at the 701 Center for Contemporary Art. James has also taught drawing and printmaking at the University of South Carolina since 2004. Tell me a little bit about your journey uh, to becoming an artist. As far back as I can remember, that's all I've ever wanted to do. So, uh, you know, growing up, that was what I did in school. That's what I did as I was a teenager and I went to school and studied illustration um, and eventually went back to school and got a bachelor's degree in painting and printmaking and then I received a master's degree in painting from Virginia Commonwealth University. Talk about an arts education. I'm always curious about, you know, majoring in fine art. You know, kind of what were some takeaways and benefits of, of specifically studying art? I think you get out of that degree what you put into that degree, which basically translates to if you work hard and apply yourself and you're curious during your time in school, you're going to do well. It's not going to come to you on its own. So it's a it's a very self-motivated art profession and major. So it's a, it's a really important thing to want to make work for yourself first, and then hopefully it goes out into the world eventually. Talk maybe a little bit about your first five years out of college. What were, you, what were your goals coming out of there? And as you kind of maybe, did you immediately embark on a, on a career of, I'm gonna earn a living being an artist? It was, um, you know, it, it was kind of funny when I finished my master's degree in Richmond, we moved back to Columbia. Um, a lot of my friends moved to New York. It wasn't thought of to be a smart move as far as like making it in the art world, um, but it turned out to be um, a, good, a good thing in the end. I started making work. Six months after I finished graduate school, I got signed by a gallery in New York. So we moved to South Carolina in 2003. I started showing in New York in around late 2003. And I've been showing in New York and around the world ever since. Amazing. The work that I make is the exact opposite of the work that I enjoyed growing up. This is the work that I dismissed walking through museums and art galleries when I was young. Um, so I think it's, it's ironic that this is what I do for a living now. And I, and I think it kind of stems from it seemed very simple when I was young because I didn't understand processes and now I make work that looks very simple, but it's not simple to make. So that's kind of what's interesting about it for me. Talk a little about, a little about the process and the, how time consuming it is to, act, to generate a finished product. When I was young, I always wanted to get to the act of painting. I hated preparing canvases. I hated stretching canvas. I hated gessoing. And now that's what I do every day, which is kind of interesting to me. Um, so I was always ready to get to the act of making the painting. Well, I hit a roadblock in my studio in graduate school, and then I never started actual painting again. Um, so it's kind of interesting how, you know, the act of getting ready to paint has now become my daily studio practice. 
What's on the What's on the horizon for you? Um, I have a show, a virtual show, <laughs> like a lot of shows right now, um, coming up next week in Rome. They're, the gallery I'm represented by there is doing a show called One Week, One Art. So I had to prepare a video about the genesis of one of the paintings that, I, that they have at the gallery there in Rome. Um, so they're going to present the video and then present the work for a week all over social media and in the gallery in, in Italy. Um, that's one of the main things. The other thing is I'm just making new work based off of sort of being confined using materials that I had on hand, um, concrete and gesso. So it's, um, it's been interesting to have a little time with no exhibitions coming up right away to do a lot of experimentation to see what I can come up with. Let's talk a little bit about you as an, um, as an educator in, in the arts. What is your approach in, in teaching art? So my biggest thing about teaching art is I think art takes a long time to sort of germinate and get good at. Um, so I think making people work slowly is kind of my main thing. If you ask anyone who's ever taken one of my classes, it's like in slow motion compared to a lot of art classes. I think, you know, teaching people to see before they draw is kind of the main crux of what I do in the classroom, um, rather than just sitting down and drawing right away. There's a lot of just looking that's involved before they begin drawing. What is your intention as an artist? I think that that question is really awesome, and I think it's my intentions when I make something and put it out into the world, whether it be on the gallery or, or wherever it's being exhibited, is to make people um, pause for a minute. You know, that's a really difficult thing to do with Instagram and all the technology that's available. It's a hard thing to get someone to slow down long enough to actually look at something. So, you know, I think if you can make people see the world a little bit differently, you're doing something pretty awesome. How important is it for you to be able to sketch, draw, you know, in, in a realistic way to, pr to hone that craft when a lot of your art is abstract? I love that question because the stu students ask me this all the time. And if I couldn't do this, there's no way I could make the other work. It just wouldn't happen. Like the work ethic is not there. If you don't have the ability to render something realistically, there's no way you can abstract it. So that's one of the big things that I talk about a lot when I teach is like you have to understand the forms and then you take them apart, not the other way around. If you go back and trace art history, you look at Picasso's early drawings, they're incredibly gifted. They're perfect anatomical drawings. And then he started to take things apart. So it's like you have to learn all the scales before you play the song. Tell me a little bit about you personally, maybe just something that uh, you do and you know, hobbies and interests outside of art. I am a slightly retired triathlete. Um, I did triathlons for about 12 years straight. I haven't raced in a while, but um, I've done a couple Ironman races, um, done a lot of smaller local races, but um, that's kind of one of the things that I enjoy doing when I'm not in the studio. Coaching my son's sports teams and going to dance recitals and everything else that comes with three kids. So maybe one last question about advice for young artists. Focus on the basics. Work slowly, understand how things are built from the ground up and don't force the work. Like don't try and develop a style too young. Get really good at all the fundamentals of making things and everything else will follow. I think the, I think the worst thing you can do as a young person is try and develop a style too young. You know, I think I'm 40, almost 47, and I still haven't decided on my style. So, there's time.
That was our interview with South Carolina-based artist James Busby. This interview was sponsored by the South Carolina Arts Commission. <laughs>